0: Welcome to episode. I don't know, like seventy six. Holy mackerel! How did we get here? The guidepost, and it's gonna be a quick one. And you know, we've been talking about everything lately, from albies to redfish to to God knows what. Uh, and we today are gonna give everyone a little bit of a reminder and shake you up that we still pay an awful lot of attention to our friend the striper. And I got Cody uh, who is our communication, social, awesome person, extraordinaire. Uh, how are you doing today, Cody?
1: I'm doing good. Is that, uh, actually my professional title as, as you laid have out? to,
0: you have to use like, you know, size four font, um, to get it all on a business card. But yes, that is the title that we've given you. Um, so, you know, I got to say, like, first of all, kudos to Cody because we attended the uh, a Stripe Bass meeting today, which is officially called, this is quite the mouthful, the Atlantic Stripe Bass Technical Committee and Stock Assessment Subcommittee meeting. I think that's worse than the joyous, job title. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you have to use a size six spot yeah. for that to get it. Dude, you should have seen it, man. Like, anyway. Anyway, so that day day before today, we had even more fun with nine straight hours of Magnus and Stevens' markup hearing uh, on Capitol Hill at House Natural Resources so basically um, you know it was it was it was a little bit of the struggle bus to get up this morning and prepare ourselves for three hours of highly technical stock assessment, technical committee updates about stripers. But, you know, that's what we do. Um, there are only 30 or so people on the call, and four of them were us. A um, couple other notable names out there. But, uh, you know, I, I again, I got to give Cody props for this, because Cody, while he's was kind of born and raised in the Northeast, he's a guide in Florida now. And other than working with us, you know, stripe bass do not impact his day to day. And I thought it would be really cool if we could bring him on here. Just talk about his perspective of the meeting, because I mean, this was like, none of us are stock assessment scientists. And when we're looking at this, you know, we feel the same way that y'all do at a stripe bass management board hearing. Um, with the acronyms and all that kind of, you know, all that all that mumbo jumbo, we do the best we can. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's about all we got. So, uh, you know, I wasn't highly encouraged by the meeting today. And we can we can talk about, you know, our our big takeaways. But I want to get Cody's perspective. um, Because he's, he's coming in to these things. You know, first, second time really attending something that's this level, just kind of what he thought, because I think it'll resonate with our listeners. So, Cody, take it away, buddy.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, Tony, when we're always talking about this, right, I always say that kind of our end game for this outreach stuff is to try to put this in some sort of verbiage that I would be able to understand, because I would like to view myself as a lot more close on the spectrum to the common man. And the participant in the fishery, then so the brilliant scientists who are involved with uh, managing and and data collection and everything that goes into analyzing and trying to figure out what the hell is going on between Maryland and Maine with one fish that moves around in the ocean and we can't see underwater, right? So difficult and complex topic, and there are smarter brains than me and you trying to figure it out. Um, but what I do think is really important is there there's a pretty big gap. And I think that gap is continuing to close in recent years, but there's a pretty big gap between the field of science and the end consumer that utilizes the fishery that is a participant in the fishery and, you know, has a, a public voice. So when all these public comments go out and an amendment or an addendum is submitted and say, hey, we want your opinion on what's going on here, they're asking people that even I have a degree in marine biology from the University of Maine. So if there's 500 pages and 40 makes sense to me, then I know 500 pages for someone who did not study marine biology, maybe two or four or one paragraph on the third page makes sense. Right. And so when I hop on some of these calls that are at a higher level, it is interesting to see between the scientists, between the people that have been doing this, not only full time, but maybe full time for multiple decades, 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years, They're still trying to say okay hold on wait can we go back to what you just said a second ago we're really going to need to clarify based off of this rule that triggered is that why we're using this equation and that's causing a reduction in this statistic and if those two people who are talking about it can't initially come to the same conclusion and they need to clarify a little bit better my perspective right there is we have a lot of work to do to try to relay this down down the marketing funnel to the final person, which is the end consumer, it's the fisherman, right? And so you know, when wanna hop on and see there's differences in how they wanna look at units that are used or over which time scale and which rules that triggered. These are all things we have to try to find a way to translate down uh, to the average angler so they understand what's going on with their fishery. So that's always my biggest takeaway. There were some small little moments that were uh, intriguing, amusing, concerning, a little bit of all of the above but uh when we go into these meetings i think that's also the biggest issue why you said what there was 30 people on this maybe i was on it by phone not by laptop so i couldn't see the the counter and the names like you normally can but you know how many millions of people how many millions of trips for striped bass every year and when you have a meeting that's trying to tell you how striped bass are doing and how the outlook of the future of this fishery looks and you got a couple dozen people on it, it tells you something. One, inconvenient on scheduling, of course, and people are, are busy. But two, this stuff's intimidating for a lot of people, right? So if I were someone that just loves I f striper fish a hundred times a year, but I want to get involved and I hop on and I hop on 10 minutes into it, and these guys are halfway down a spawning stock biomass calculator. I'm gonna listen for about 30 seconds and go, Yeah, I should have skipped class and hop right out, right? So biggest takeaway for me is we the community, we, ASGA, in our role, we, anyone involved at this level, we have a lot of work to try to translate this down to the people that it really matters for, whether that's recreational, commercial, or anyone that cares about the fishery.
0: That is a very good point, Cody. Um, you know, I, I look at this, and I feel like Rodney Dangerfield and back to school, and then my head's going to explode, and I just go, four You know, I mean, um, and, you know, we do this, we do this for a living. Um, We're, we're honest enough and we have enough integrity. You know, when, when I looked at one of the slides today, I absolutely lost my mind um, because it had, it said um, there was, so basically there, the, the way that the reference points are set. Is they they kind of for lack of a better term, it's it's a rolling number, right? Um 250 million pounds is the target for the SSB. But if the if the stock declines, um, you know, that that reference point can be adjusted on the stock assessment. And they brought up, you had mentioned units, they they brought up a, a screenshot that said SSB target and threshold 85 and 106, 85,000 and 106,000. And I was like, are you kidding me? Did they change the reference points? And none of us happened to notice the metric tons, which 106,000 metric tons is like 236 million pounds of, of striped bass. So, you know, even even us, when we watch it, and and we're listening to it, it, it takes it takes a little bit to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, what the hell happened? But, you know, we built this association on Stripers. We have a responsibility to tell anyone who listens to this podcast at least what, what the heck we think is going on right now. And I guess that's what we're going to try to do. And and we'll do a follow-up to this. So, you know, basically you have two non-scientists. Frankly, Cody's, with his degree in marine biology, is more of a scientist than I am. I am the, I am the least scientist person that anyone ever meets, but I can look at it and understand it, which I kind of hold as a badge of honor because I'm like, yeah, you know, I didn't spend my life looking through the grates of a locker. Uh, you know, I was doing actually fun stuff like burnouts in the parking lot. Um while well, while well, well you know people were you, you know, whatever. You you get the point. I'm not a scientist. Um my my
1: dad likes to say I got a degree in skipping class yeah, to go fishing. Yeah, you so. got a
0: you got a degree in how to work Instagram when you weren't paying attention in class, let's be <laughs> yeah. honest, which is a lot more lucrative than marine biology. So um anyway, you know, here's the bottom line, folks. Um we are not, I'll say it one more time. We are not stock assessment scientists. But what I saw on the meeting today is that the stock is recovering, even though they said that the data for 2020 and 2021 was less than ideal because of, you know, problems with COVID. No idea. I mean, I can tell you right now new york north had a great year on stripers in 2022 still going um but you know there was actually talks of no reductions through this amendment 7 process um from the technical committee and the and the sse which is the the subcommittee the science and statistical committee and um and you know there were good questions asked about like hey well did you did you uh did you take into account the poor recruiting classes you know what happens after the 2011s and the 2015s matriculate in the 2011 already have into the SSB and personally i think that's why we saw a little bit of an uptick which i mean let's face it is a good thing none of us none of us want to see stripe bass continue to slide so i guess there's two ways to look at this folks you know one way is Um, the reductions that we took this year with the slot limit were a really good thing. And, uh, and a lot of the States met their goals. Of course, New Jersey uh, did not. And I will say that on every podcast we talk about stripers, New Jersey did not meet their goals. New Jersey did not meet their goals. New Jersey still has a bonus tag system where nobody ever turns their tags in. I mean come on uh, yeah you know what? i'm sure there's some charter boats to do because they don't you know they have to run an honest business but you've got to be kidding me um you know if what 1500 tags returned one year give me a come on man you know they're they're still still get over on the system still don't meet their conservation goals but you know i digress um <clears throat> so you know there was talk today that there's no reductions that would be needed in amendment seven And it has to do with, I mean, my goodness, it it is, it's called a a selectivity. I don't, you know, I I hate even getting into this because I want to shove myself into a locker, but um, you know, there's called selectivity blocks and they are using a new selectivity block and, and seven, seven survey results from the TC and the SSE, said that they should use the new selectivity blocks for the ocean and it's basically, you know, these crazy charts that that show what age fish is being caught where um and it affected the base model run uh for what's called a bias correction and you know I think
1: I think in the, that There's a in correct, that one minute riff right there, I think we probably lost half our viewership right there. Probably a bunch of people went like, yeah, I'm going back to yeah, Joe I'm Rogan sorry, talking guys. about, you know, smoking weed with Leonardo DiCaprio or whatever else is going on.
0: Someone, someone shoved me in a locker quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. But that's Look. what we're talking about,
1: right? That's that's the difficult thing going on here. Is-
0: yeah. This is this is this this is the nightmare. This is the nightmare, right? Um, And we're trying to have integrity and we're trying to be honest and we're trying to not overreact with this, but you know, it's fun words like base models and bias correction and confidence intervals. And the Northeast fishery science center says bias correction isn't necessary. If it falls within a 90% confidence interval and you know, Basically there's there's been a bias in the stock assessment where we've been overestimating uh what the SSB is for a while and I believe fishing mortality don't shoot me if I'm wrong on that one um or not I'm sorry not fishing you know what it, we've been overestimating what the SSB is they decided not to correct for the bias if they corrected for the bias we'd be looking at about a 8.69% reduction They decided not to. So now we're looking at a 0% reduction. And I just cannot believe with those 2015s being in the 28-inch zone now, the keeper zone, and New York and Massachusetts doing so well in their commercial fishery, and the complete absence of striped bass in the Chesapeake Bay, I know y'all are having a great year up in Massachusetts. Bite me. Because my boat does not have barnacles on it. It's got cobwebs on it. Um, you know, we're having a horrible year here. So anyway, look, here's the deal. Um, we want you guys to know that we're paying attention. We're going to have to have discussions. We're going to have to talk to people and say, what in the hell did that mean when this person said this, right? We're, we're going to have to have that. But we also think it's really important to know um, that y'all have trusted the right association to to listen to and to and to kind of guide us um you know through this because we're not done with stripers yet we want a big one um we we've got all the bad stuff out that we wanted to get out now we're dealing with you know very very fine point minutiae and we're doing the best we can um but we want you guys to know that we're still here every day, listening to this, trying to understand what's going on and trying to be honest with all of y'all. And it's not easy. And
1: the only person, the only person this doesn't apply to, Tony was the one anecdotal report about halfway through the call of one captain who quote unquote, can't stop catching giant overslot breeding size fish. He said he just can't keep them off his lines. So that whatever that specific captain is, he has it figured out. He has all the stripers this, this call, this podcast, none of this applies to that one individual who is just dialed in so much to a tee that like, he, he's not even putting a line in, he just, there's no hook on it. It's just a leader laid over the side of the boat to he's an like empty freight. He's prey. like
0: the Chuck Norris of striper yeah. fishing. He right? snaps his
1: thumbs and they just, they just he just
0: drives his boat through the water yep. and they give up and jump in.
1: Yep. So you that know? was that was a uh, kind of amusing anecdotal uh, summary about halfway through the call. But I guess it's good if you're going to sit there for a couple hours. There should be humor halfway through, even if it's unintended. Um, but you know, the, my there one- were a couple
0: other humorous things that I won't bring up. <laughs> I
1: brought up one. Somebody that was asked
0: a question. It sounded like they sucked the whole helium balloon down. <laughs> I don't even. I won't, I won't. I won't do a deep dive on that one. But it's always. It's, I always got to. Uh, I always got to. <laughs> pull my earplugs out as quickly as you know possible. what tony like uh cats talking <laughs> stuck in a washing machine
1: you shouldn't Every talk about willie talks. like that i thought i thought yeah. willie's <laughs> question was great but
0: <laughs> yeah willie your question wasn't bad yeah, thank man. you for the clarification willie yeah so beyond beyond me having like my third mini stroke in as many days um two about work one about home uh misreading the metric ton million things i'll hang that right on me um but i guess you know i guess the point here is like we're gonna fight for these damn fish man uh yes yes we are neck deep in albies yes we are waiting in pun intended after redfish um yeah we're not we're not letting go any of this but like ain't nothing gonna make us stop loving stripers um and Mm -hmm.
1: uh and my takeaway tony from what I listened to this morning and then also what I've been up to, which was working on some of the videos from our symposium earlier this year and uh working on the one of the videos with Sasha Danielchuk, Keep Fish Wet, and looking at the the studies that the Mass DMF guys are doing, and kind of packaging it all together, is when you run these numbers on the release mortality rates and listening to what Sasha was saying, listening to what those guys are saying, you know, a lot of it comes down to us in the end. So how we catch fish. How we choose to fish, the gear that we're fishing with, how we handle our fish and our angling decisions. You know, you take 9% release mortality, which is the, the metric that we're operating with right now, and we look at this thing coastwide. 9% when they run it through, how many fish are caught and how many trips are run, it's millions and millions and millions of fish. And I think we kind of forget that sometimes because we hear the number and 9% is a single digit number. But when you run it against uh the total landings, that's I mean millions of fish. And so if we look at how we handle our fish and our ability to impact, okay, well, what percentage of those millions can we give a better chance to survive release? We have a pretty good uh, grip on the reins of of, uh, being able to impact the future of these fish. So I think that's a a humbling and inspiring takeaway.
0: You know, Cody, that's the, it's, I think it's, I think it's true of any fishery that's primarily a catch and release fishery. Striped bass are primarily a catch and release fishery. Mm -hmm. Period. End of sentence. the The percentage of fish kept is is you know we we over ninety percent are released. So, that it is it is no different than a tarpon. or or permit fishery, you know, when you have that high level of release, it is a release fishery. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think, you know, much like uh, I have, I have a pretty basic opinion of it. And I have the same opinion on a lot of different things. And I think it's we can all do better. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's you can you can do anything you want, but it comes down to you being on the boat in the moment and making the right decision. And understand it's not all about you. It's not all about that picture. And and uh and after you do it a couple of times, it feels pretty damn good, you know. You get back to oh Jesus, man. I mean, I, I grew up a redneck, and we kept everything. I mean, everything. I killed everything. Everything that walked, wiggled in the mud, swam, killed it, ate it, done deal. That's the culture. And I remember like the first large mouse I let go, and he swam away. A little kid. Little kid. And uh and I just thought it was so pretty, watching him swim away. And that stuck with me. And I swear I, st- I still feel the same. No one wants to let a fish go and see it roll over. So um, you know, all all I would all I would say is we can do better and uh and we gotta do better. So we're gonna have a follow-up on this. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have four more phone calls where I'm gonna have, wanna drive a, a a a finishing nail through my head with my uh, nail gun. Um, But I'm going to have to listen to people explain all the all the dumb questions that I have. And then I'm going to mush that up and be honest, and we'll hop back on here. And we'll tell you all again, um, you know, what, what the full takeaway was from that meeting. But uh, right now, we have a lot of questions, and we just want you to know we were there. Um, And, uh, and, and we're looking, we're looking at, you know, first week in November for the yearly meeting for asmfc and there's i think there's two more planned development team meetings between now and then for striped bass but um we haven't forgotten about our favorite fish we don't miss meetings we're here all the time um you know kind of like a creepy little dude hiding in your closet that's <laughs> us for striped bass right? again leave uh,
1: willie alone tony the one podcast God, that's <laughs> twice that's
0: twice that's twice i tried to i tried to ease in some subtle humor just for the for the gang at the guides association but uh blue cody blew it up on me so um so that's about it y'all you know uh we're doing the best we can we're we got more questions than we do answers right now but we were there and we're gonna we're gonna plod through this crap and we're gonna figure it out and we're gonna tell you all what's going on
1: hell yeah Well, Tony, we're going to call it there because the sun's about to go down here soon and there's a wall of mullet on a local bridge and a lot of big old snook and tarpon staring at them. So I'm going to go mess with that. You
0: could be talking about people or fish. I'm going to guess guess (laughs) from the time of the year that you're talking about fish. Uh,
1: I'm going to leave it wide (laughs) open there. You can figure that one out.